Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we discuss the divine energy of Matthew Lillard. I'm Elaine. Oh, Carly. I don't think it's divine. <laughs> He's got those special magical shaggy powers. Shaggy's a guy. I mean, you seen those memes? No, uh, I haven't. <laughs> oh, I'm John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie. He was genre. Brock. I have horror film. <laughs> I have science fiction fantasy. Yeah, his dancing was great. No, it wasn't. I have drama and romance. <laughs> I have action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinions, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, especially this one. But <laughs> and happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> top ten movies I've seen with Matthew Lillard, maybe. Yeah. Um, Has he even made 10 movies? But maybe yeah. by listening to our podcast, you can give this film a second chance. This week, on the podcast, it's Tony's pick. 2001's 13 Ghosts. Mm. Now, Tony told me while we were watching this that apparently Matthew Lillard appears in every screen movie. I saw a thing that said <laughs> Matthew Lillard is in every screen movie. They might have like a He has like a little hide. He's in the back. Of oh, like just different scenes yeah. and stuff, they hide him. I was like, I gotta watch them now. It's just like he dies in the first one, but apparently yeah. he's in all of them. I would watch Spoiler. them all for that. So you're a little Izzy in ten movies. Well, apparently he's in all of them, <laughs> which I have seen all of those and the Is first Scooby Doo. There's four fifth ones. And then how many Scooby Doo movies are there that he's in at least ten movies? <laughs> yeah, he's in. She's all that, right? Is she yeah. It's, he's uncredited at scream, in Scream 4 as Guy at the Stabathon. No. <laughs> Bet his mama's damn proud. <laughs> Quite frankly, I mean, compared to a lot of people, I guess you would be proud. He's been in a lot of movies. Yeah. He was in Stabathon. Not, not as proud as the Pooks' parents. Well. I mean, did you see her kill some Nazi punks? I did. They can go fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie has a 5.6% on IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, 16%, Metacr- Metacritic, 30 Really? Yeah. <laughs> somebody, Rotten Tomatoes is somebody at Metacritic. lower than the Metacritic. I think your Metacritic might be. Somebody at Metacritic. You sure there wasn't a negative? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Metacritic's usually pretty low. They're pretty harsh on movies. In his IMDb, Scream 3 is not on here, but Scream 2, he's credited at as Guy at Party. Okay, maybe... Maybe he's not in three, then. I don't know. Oh, my That's God. How many of this man's movies have I seen? Oh, my God. Well, all of them. One. Two. More than ten, probably. Better, a better question is why have we done so many three. movies of, on the podcast? Yeah, because we've done a lot. How many times has he been on the podcast, Tony? Like four or five. Oh, I don't know. He's getting a jacket. Four, though. five, six. We've done six of his movies? No. That's oh. how many I've seen, and I'm only at 2004. <laughs> we did She's All That. Mm-hmm. We did um, Scream. Scream. We did um, this Hackers. Hackers. We're doing this. This Thirteen so Ghosts. Yeah. I think that so that's, that's four. four. Yeah. He's gonna get a jacket soon. That's, you gotta be five. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna be the one to give it to him. It's gonna have to be Carly. <laughs> yeah, it might be Elaine. It won't be by choice. Carly. Well, the only no, other movie I that... like a movie he happens to be in. <laughs> <laughs> I do it. It's on accident. <laughs> he might sneak into one of those movies. One of those rom coms. Like, oh god damn There's it. only two movies that I other that he was in that I would want to discuss. Um, I don't know Scooby Doo. It's been a really long time oh, since no. I saw it. It could be good. It could Shit. be really terrible. I don't think Cut that out. I have any desire to watch that again. Dookie. But oh I do God, like the movie Summer Catch. 
With the uh, wheel? You like that Freddy so Prince much Jr. that you were like, yeah, throw that away. So we were going through our Purge movies. She threw it away. So you don't actually like that movie because you don't want to watch it. We threw it away. I just do like... Yes. I do like the movie Summer Catch, but I... Not we'll probably never <laughs> ever watch it again. So and that's not because of Matthew Lillard. And I'm not gonna pick Prince it Jr. because I've never but, seen. But I'm just saying. But like those are the only two movies that he's in that I would have any desire to see ever, and I don't really have a desire currently. So mm. I don't think we'll do another one of his movies. You never never say never. Maybe he'll co-star in a film with Imogen Poots, and then we'll be like all. <laughs> <laughs> it is possible. Well, the Poots does get in automatic. I'll watch it. Well, this movie cost $20 million, and it made mm-hmm. $68.5 million. Not wow. bad. It's 91 minutes wrong, because people can't edit worth of shit. <laughs> 91 minutes wrong? They couldn't. It should be 90 minute. minutes. Yes. It's a minute. Cut and dry. I mean, really, I got to go with Tony on this. But that one minute, be like, no, I'm we, pretty we sure it. we could cut out. A minute? A minute's worth of what's-her-name it <laughs> yeah. in that bathroom? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How long was she going to go yeah, like this? Yeah. <laughs> or she washed her face for half hour. Who washes their face from the bathtub tap? We have to come back to that. We'll come back to that. So the old movie was written by, this is a remake, sorry, of an mm-hmm. old 60s movie. Um, was written by Rob White and Marshall Stephen. They get us credit on this, obviously. And the new, newer version was writ- written by Richard Diavolo, Diavolo, he wrote a lot of Blacklist episodes mm. and returns to the podcast. James Gunn, who mm-hmm. did Guardians and the breakthrough episode of our podcast, Slither. <laughs> and it was directed by Steve Beck, who did... I still cannot believe that the same guy who wrote Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> wrote Slither. I st- I'm sorry. Hey, I'm- if every day was, was a sunny day, then what's a sunny day? Right. I still can't. I still can't. Babe Ruth struck out lots. It was directed by Steve Beck, who only other thing he really did was Ghost Ship. It's kind of bad. I do like that a, a writer's getting the credit for our previous movie again. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen something like that since Troy, mm. where that Homer guy. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know he got credit. Wow. Now this is starring Tony Shalhoub. Welcome back to the podcast. From Monk. Well, not from Monk. Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Uh, M. Beth David. She said her last name David with a T-Z on the end. So Davids. Okay. Davids. I just say David. Davids. Like Davids. someone shocked her. She's from Army of Darkness. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew Lillard. May have, may have heard of him a few seconds him. ago. <laughs> Whose character name is Dennis? Dennis? Yeah. No psychic has ever been named Dennis. <laughs> if you were psychic and your parents named you Dennis, you instantly... Lost your psychic powers. I'm sorry. I call bullshit. There's no such thing as a psychic named Dennis. And welcome back to the podcast, Shannon, Shannon Elizabeth. Elizabeth from Jack Frost. That's and all she was in. That's all she was in that matter. She was in Love Actually. Oh, that's right. That, For that, that a, other yeah. Christmas movie. She was in Love Actually. Tony was like, she was in Love Actually? I was like, yeah, she, she was, was one of the Americans. <laughs> and just for shits and giggles, one more. Oh. The, the Juggernaut was in 13th Warrior. As one of the, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Tony thought that was yeah. quite a coincidence. That he First was of all, thirteen ghosts and the thirteenth one. I'm sure in the sixties the ghost who called the juggernaut. Maybe lucky you thirteen. You can't call the ghost the juggernaut now. Well, they don't. They call him the breaker for the first half of the movie, and then at the end they call him the juggernaut. Well, he's yeah. not. It's really weird. Yeah, we have a juggernaut. Yeah. Oh fucking shit balls. Now Holy the the one cool thing about the 1960s movie was the ghosts were in 3D. 
Like the rest oh. of the movie was just a black and white movie, but the ghosts were red and blue, and if you wore their 3D glasses, they would come at you and shit like that. So for the 60s, that's kind of cool. cool. Wow. Wow. Um, Which is why they kept the glasses help you see the ghosts. It was a nod to the 60s um, yeah. film release. Oh. What did you think I going in? John. I thought, hey, I have never seen this. Really? But I've heard of it. Hmm. This is just one of those movies I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Eh, I'll get around to it. <laughs> and never got around to it, mostly because of Matthew Lillard. I don't really like him. <laughs> Carly? I thought, well, I like Tony Shalhoub. But I do like Tony. I don't like Matthew Lillard. So <laughs> so, there's a theme going. With some Politico. Elaine, what was your thought? Same thing. <laughs> like, I thought, Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> I thought like I was going, but Matthew Lillard is in it. So <laughs> don't like Tony Shalhoub. Um, <laughs> he was in Men in Black. I Come was on. Like, have I wasn't I a Wings fan. <laughs> I actually am a huge or a Wings monk fan. Monk fan? Monk. I'm not I've a Monk fan. Monk, but yeah. I am a huge Wings fan. Um, <laughs> but not for him. I was ready. thinking, I was thinking, have I seen this? I don't think I've seen this. Have I seen this? I don't think I've seen this. This is not going to be good. Why did Tony pick a movie with Matthew Lillard? <laughs> He's trying to get the guy his jacket. <laughs> Everybody hates Matthew Lillard. <laughs> John's going to nail this. That's what I thought. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to tell you if I'm going to nail it or not, but I'm going to tell you my least favorite character. If he's in the movie, he's my least favorite fucking character. Oh. It's not my least favorite character. Not mine either. <laughs> it doesn't matter. matter he, he can come in and cure cancer, but like, I hate him. All right, well, I've got two reviews. Hey, that's good, because mm-hmm. two is what we're supposed to do. The first one is from Randy from Scream. Okay. That's his name. <laughs> See? Randy, he, yeah, he, Randy from Scream. Was he in Scream? Does he like Matthew Lillard? Well, <laughs> see. What he says, like, loved, he was a dick on, on the set. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Loved this Loved this film. This ch- is childhood to me. What? I loved this film when I was growing up and when I f- first watched it. It was scary to me like the ghosts are scary like I was... This is one sentence, by the way. <laughs> like the ghosts are scary like I was covering my eyes when I watched this as a movie kid. Like, this is my most favorite film from Dark Castle, and like, this is a film to recommend to people that are new to Dark Castle. Still one sentence. It keeps going. I don't have this story. I've been breathing. It's 10 out of 10. Obviously, okay. man of wealth and taste. Second one is from Barbacel. Uh-huh. Warning. Horrible. This movie is, how do you say, a nicely wrapped up piece of crap. (laughs) 13 Ghosts is about a machine. This machine was designed by a man who was at the time possessed by Satan. Yes, Satan. Was he possessed by Satan? If the plot doesn't seem stupid enough, it needs ghosts to power it. At the start, we watch a ghost hunting scene with a ghost that looks like it belongs in a Michael J. Fox movie. So Michael J. Fox. One out of ten. Fuck him. Was it ever clear that he Michael was possessed by is, Satan? Is, is amazing. I don't know. I Michael thought they Treasure. were just likening him to You're Satan. My, she needs to <laughs> back to the well, future. I thought it used possessed. satanic energies, but I didn't get the idea that he was possessed by Satan. He was possessed, but it didn't say by Satan. He didn't say. He went right up. to the big dog. You know. I thought he was just. Why is it that men can't just be evil? I thought he was just evil. Because <laughs> men aren't evil. But. Why so do they always like have to be Satanist? possessed by the devil? That's just dumb. That's it, poor. That's because you know what that is? Religious propaganda. He had to be possessed to get the the stuff to make the machine to write it all down. The designs. You can just be well read. You're well read. Do you know how to make ghost machines that open? I hell? bet I could. Maybe if I did enough research. Really, I'll give you a million dollars. You make it with my son. <laughs> 
By Sunday, I would have. To, I By said, if Sunday. I do this, is his life's work. <laughs> I said, if oh, I do enough research, <laughs> he's a giver. Look, this, this, it would take years them. because I would have to research the spells and then try them out to see what is just internet mumbo jumbo <laughs> and what is legitimate. Great, I'll wake up one morning with a fucking tail. <laughs> hey, that worked. <laughs> so. All right, so we open on a huge graveyard. I mean, if you're going to give me something, can you give me the ability to fly? Is it a graveyard? I, you know, I really want to fly. I thought it was a car graveyard. No, it's not like a, a graveyard. Junkyard. It's a junkyard. junkyard. <laughs> sorry. I can't read. Sorry. Sorry. It's Getting a old. car graveyard. You see. Exactly. See. Do you need glasses? Do you okay. need a reader? Stop. <laughs> it seems to be abandoned, or at least it's covered in police warning tape. Does it say about <laughs> The trivia on this is pitiful, by the way. Oh, well, I didn't look at it. I was... No, I thought about doing was doing some Cobra trivia. Cobra <laughs> trivia? Because this didn't have enough. You're going to open had like, that can of worms? This had like four or five things. This was nuts. I know. You could do Conan trivia. Conan trivia. It had two snakes like this. <laughs> Facing each other. Facing each other. Okay. Oh, God. Convoy, I really convoy. like it when they do that. I'm sorry. It's so funny. Convoy of vehicles smashed through. I hope it stays for months. The locked gate. We're going to get you a picture. Tony, we need you to pause later. We're going to get sure. a picture and put it for Christmas. Put it on there. Yeah. Oh, cards. God. I know what I want to get you guys for Christmas now. <laughs> Is it a leather thing for the dogs? Is it a really giant warhammer? It's like a knockdown columns? No. Oh. Maybe. Do you want one? I don't know what to do with is it. A, is it a knockdown comma? Comb. I, I would like a we column. Don't have any columns. <laughs> well, John will get us columns. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've got you, I got you a gift that kind of goes together. All right, so a convoy vehicle smashed through the lock gate, each marked with an odd eye like symbol. The vehicle stop, and a team of specialists all pour out and begin setting up equipment. I think, what the hell is happening in this junkyard? <laughs> One of the cars. Why are they wearing clear jackets? <laughs> it's rain- not even raining. Were they expecting rain? It looked like they were expecting rain. Matthew Lillard, that's all you got to know. One of the cars is an old Rolls Royce type car. And a man, uh, Cyrus Kritkos, who's F. Murray Abraham, jumps out. Looks around. He's not Cyrus the damn virus, no. One of his teammates, Dennis Rafkin, which is Matthew Lillard. Who can't be a psychic because his name is Dennis. We know. That's facts. Gets out and immediately falls to the ground in pain. He's sensitive to ghosts and can sense them, but it fucks him up real bad. Dennis reaches for uh, some meds to take the edge off, but Cyrus knocks them out of his hands and says they're gazebos. And they see those slow-mo pills flying through the air. Well, the Matrix had come out before this. You don't care your pills. I mean, he should have just headed. opened his mouth and seen if he could catch them, <laughs> like peanuts or snowflakes. This is what, two years after the Matrix? So everybody was still ripping them off? Yeah. He says he can have them afterwards, but he needs them sharp. Pulls out of the map of the yard and tells Dennis to point out where he is. You know what we should watch later? Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> Dennis is hesitant, but he touches the ground and screams as his mind is bombarded with images of death, blood, and torture. Dennis yells, you said he only killed nine people. I sense over 40 dead bodies here. Cyrus says, well, the first nine were while he was still alive. He's, he's done it. Yeah. I say, what did he say? He's, he's been busy in death or something? Yeah. Dennis throws the map away and then points to a certain area. Cyrus calls for the cube, basically an oversized ghost trap. Dennis says that this is crazy. This ghost is just too it's powerful. Like the boxes in Dr. Sleep, but they're fancier. <laughs> <laughs> and they were trying to steal this ghost steam. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like a circle. Always comes back to steam. 
Uh, Cyrus says, don't worry about it. He'll give him a bonus. Dennis says, uh, Dennis doesn't believe him and then touches him and gets visions of his great machine and all of that he's trying to do. Chell didn't like that. Yeah. And uh, Cyrus shrugs him off. He says, don't get curious. Then this is interrupted by Cyrus's men. Uh, they've captured a man and a woman that were snooping around. Cyrus knows who they are. The couple seem to have an idea of what he is up to as well. They think he's <clears throat> terrible. They protest because saying... Because he's trapping the ghosts. Yeah, which so they want to set them free. Yeah. This Aren't is they very, already free? Um, this is very unclear. <laughs> like, if they were trying to help the ghosts trans... They never say anything about, like, crossing over to the next phase. They're not the ghost which, whisperer. Which would make sense <laughs> if they were the ghost whisperer. But this ghost has killed 40 people, so obviously we need to trap it to save lives. But they seem to be against saving humans. They want to just let this ghost be a murderer? I don't get that. And if so, why are they even there? Well, they're PETA for ghosts. They are PETA for... But it needs to be clear... It, they needed to be... For ghosts. They needed to be trying to... for the ethical treatment of ghosts. Petting. No, no, we're going to go with Gita. Psychics. For the Ghost Ethical Treatment Agency. Well, they protest saying... Ghosts aren't slaves, they're people. Dennis says, well, they're dead people. Man says that he can't uh, he can't work unless he has the... This all won't work unless you have the 13th ghost anyway. But then they're dragged away. And you're like, what the fuck are they Dennis talking about? Dennis says, it's not 13. He the, was only hired to catch You're 12. enslaving ghosts? <laughs> it's very unclear. Cyrus laughs and says, who cares? Get the bait. All over his comms. A large tanker truck drives down the pathway, spraying blood everywhere. Which what? Out its headlights. Well, if I was, was going to spray blood out of a tanker truck, it wasn't out of the headlights. Not, it was out of the bumper. One. But that's Still, not where I spent a lot it. of money to make it so it's sprayed out of the front of the truck when you could just make it so it's sprayed out of the back. <laughs> the sides, or the sides, anything that's actually attached um, to a tank? Um, first of all, no matter where it's spraying out of, it's going to have to have a tank. And it's just hoses coming from that tank spraying out. So you can have it come wherever the fuck you want. You run the hoses, you drill a hole, done. It's dumb. Why I am I doing car. Like do it? Bing, you get blood. And you get blood. Well, you know, I'm going to do it to your car yeah. next weekend. <laughs> No, don't you won't. do that. That's messy. <laughs> I, my car does not want to spray blood. My no, car I'm going to go to the same place that Blade, that party place that Blade went to, where oh, it came out of the. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> system. They got blood to spare. So the pathways they're covered in blood. This is all to entice what they call the ghost called the breaker. Later, the juggernaut. Bitch. They blessed the juggernaut is the name of the ghost that they like the dark whatever. What are they called? The dark. Spirits. Zodiac. I think Breaker was like his actual name, like mm -hmm. his truck driving name. Oh, okay. Breaker but I think the Juggernaut is the black, the Juggernaut. The they do say the card. Black Zodiac. The Black yeah. Zodiac. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the Black Zodiac card okay. that he represents. Is the Juggernaut, bitch. So they blast a Juggernaut, bitch. Chant in it? Latin. You don't get it. Over the junkyard, and wait to it's see what happens. It's always Latin. Why is it always Latin? Because it's five thousand year old language. Piles of cars are toppled over. Should be Sumerian. Why? Also that old, but because it would be interesting. Hebrew. <laughs> no, because people still speak Hebrew. Yeah. People still speak Latin. Not on purpose. Yes, they do. No, they don't. 
They only speak it on purpose, actually. <laughs> the only time they're speaking no Latin is they're reading some People walk around and speak Latin. You have to other. want to speak I don't know. Well, in Greek Orthodox churches, they speak... In the Orthodox churches, they speak Latin. So, maybe they do. They just walk around having Latin conversations? Maybe they do. They got to like keep sharp. That was about to say that <laughs> in vino veritas. It's just one of those too. languages that scientific people have to learn some of so that this so it it would be up when more you have scientifically intelligent people. But they will, like, recognize it would I think it would be more, cool if, like, hey, know what we weren't expecting? Swahili. You got to speak this in Swahili. But it's always <laughs> fucking Latin. It would be more interesting if it was, like, Old Norse or mm, Syrian or something more interesting. Klingon. No, that would, <laughs> Mongolian. That would be lame. Outer Mongolian. But no, like oh, Norse would be good. I want to see that movie. It's it's something different. Tony wants to see the prequel to this movie, but we can yeah. talk about that later. Piles of, <laughs> piles of cars are ghost? toppled over, and some of the team are torn apart as the ghost moves through them all. Ghost one to eleven. <laughs> uh, break tears to the rest. Of the I've team. seen Ghost. <laughs> that song randomly gets stuck in my head Mention for no Melody. reason at all. <laughs> now the team wears special glasses that allows them to see the ghost. And it- the last guy runs from him and accidentally falls into the box. Breaker follows him and is sealed in with, with him and beats him to death. Well, not like you do. People are dry- dying left and right here. I can't even justify mm. them being alive. In the commotion, we find <laughs> out that the man from the the uh, pro ghost po- Pro ghost group has been mortally wounded and is bleeding out as his girl is crying next to him. And Someone Cyrus, help me! He's dying. Cyrus was killed as well. Closing? No. Shh. No spoilers. So then we cut <laughs> to Arthur. We cut to Arthur Criticos and his wife watching their kids Kathy and Bobby play. Kathy is Shannon Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Bobby was only in this, so he doesn't matter. <laughs> These we kids are like ten years apart in age. Yeah, though. I know. Like, it's a big age difference for there not to be step family involved. It's like one of them is an accident. <laughs> Maybe she really missed having a baby, and they decide to have that another baby. Happen. Well, don't have that. If their first either. kid they had when they were like twenty one, twenty two, and then they really just wanted another baby, and then finally at thir- the age of thirty three, she got pregnant again. That's mm. Well, we slide through a fast you forward. You want to start over? Hmm. No. <laughs> we, we slide through a fast forward in time and are told there was a great fire. Dad and the kids made it out, but they couldn't save Mom. Arthur blames himself. On wall, there's tons of past due bills as Arthur stares out a window. And although they live, and although they have a live-in nanny named Maggie, who's a bad cook apparently, the family is on edge because of money problems. In yeah, tight living space, and they have a nanny. Yeah, uh, live in Yeah, so they're paying this woman what, something thirty thousand a year. Yeah, I was like, first of all, that family at the beginning probably had some good life insurance. <laughs> what did he do after this woman died that cost him all of in the money? Six <laughs> well, I will say, cocaine and hookers. I'm going to say when we later see the mom's ghost. And she is in a hospital gown with an IV and half her body's burnt. So I don't think she died right away. I think perhaps she lingered in the hospital and maybe there was a bunch of medical bills. Maybe. Um. And if she was in the hospital, they would get, there'd be all this debt piling up for medical bills. So when she finally died and the life insurance kicked in, maybe that's why he was finally able to pay off the creditors. 
because the daughter Kathy says something when the somebody knocks on the door and she's like, "I thought, I thought you you paid yeah. the credit." She makes a comment about, "I thought you paid off all the creditors," and he's like, "I don't know who that is." Mm-hmm. Well, there's a knock at the door, mm-hmm. and it's Ben uh, Moss, a mm-hmm. lawyer for Cyrus's estate. Yeah, you know this guy's gonna be crooked. Arthur doesn't know Cyrus. That's a weird face. He does have a weird face. <laughs> Like, I'm surprised that dude didn't do more stuff. Doesn't he seem like an actor that would do more stuff? No, he's only in like He has a thing. distinct look. Yeah. But uh, Arthur doesn't know Cyrus personally. He apparently spent all of the family's money on some weird shit, so they shunned him. They squandered the family fortune, and Shannon Elizabeth was like, We, we had a family fortune? He's like, No. Squandered. He squandered <laughs> it. <laughs> do you know what that word means? <laughs> Moss plays a video for the family of Cyrus. And uh, gives them an ornate key. Cyrus on the video says that he can have the whole house. Says he feels sorry he never got to meet him or his kids. And he and his family are his sole beneficiaries. They all load up in the car and drive out to see their new home. After work that day. Then we cut, <laughs> we cut to Kalina, who's Embeth M- M- David. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The chick the from the co ghost life yeah. situation at her workshop. She's surrounded by uh, Gita. cut out newspaper headlines and spell books. She's uh, loading up a duffel bag with all kinds of occult items and explosives. Because like you do ghosts. Hmm. Family pulls up to the estate. It's a uh, all right glass house. Yeah, it's a. Partial solid walls and partial thick glass with Latin inscriptions. And the first thing Tony Shalhoub said was, you got this house? This is mine? Yeah. I'll never throw stones again. <laughs> and they're all like, this is amazing. I'm like, this is Sarah did that. creepy as it's fuck. fuck. <laughs> house. This um, house is creepy. <laughs> power. I thought it was cool. I thought it was creepy. I thought it was cool until it started to come alive. It's mm-hmm. all there glass. There are no curtains. There's there was, writing everywhere. There was a giant puzzle box. Even like, the bathroom is, is those glass blocks. <laughs> and then the, the Cenobite showed up. I'm like, this is Hellraiser. There's no <laughs> privacy at all. And there's writing in Latin all over the place. And why is Shannon Elizabeth obsessed with bathrooms? <laughs> That's weird. I think because she's a teenage girl who's had to share one bathroom with yes, everybody still, for a little she while. She is so obsessed with bathrooms. Well, while they're looking around, a power and electric worker's there, and he shines a flashlight on them. It's Dennis. You ruined it. Sorry. I mean, we all saw him. <laughs> well, there tells there him was to no, spring. like, is that Matthew Lillard? No, it's absolutely him. Some other lanky guy. <laughs> the lawyer tells him to uh, scram, but Arthur says he can come in inside and check their breakers because apparently they blew the power in some part of the city or something. Some 5,000 people are yeah. without power mm-hmm. because of this one house. Yeah. Or someone tried to hack the planet. We don't know. And it's obviously dense. I'm zero. Matthew Lillard. <laughs> Arthur puts the key in the huge ornate lock and it turns it inside the large mechanism starts to whir to life gears and pendulums start up and rune decorated plates flip and start to light up and spin they all walk in slowly trying to take it all in um, each room has relics inside samurai armor, swords the Highlander swords in there that's my favorite tertiary object hand, hand painted bibles and sea navigation instruments all kinds, it's like a kind of like a museum. Dennis tries to find the basement as Arthur and Moss go to sign some legal papers in the library. While exploring, Dennis gets massive headaches and notices very heavy power cables attached to certain empty boxes. 
and he recognizes them. Moss cubes. Moss shows Arthur the papers. Arthur says, hey, look, you know, I'm a broke math teacher. I don't have any money. I don't think I'll be able to keep pay for the taxes or upkeep or anything for this house. And Moss assures him that his family will never have to worry about money again. And he's like, apparently Cyrus didn't mm. like his privacy and didn't like neighbors, so he's the only house for, like, miles. So this is a lot of land with this weird, creepy glass house. <laughs> Um, we cut to Dennis. He's being assaulted repeatedly by something. We get flashes of ghastly faces, and he keeps collapsing onto the ground, covering his head. He, he doesn't understand what the fuck is going on. He puts on special glasses, and he can see each room is actually one of the containment units holding the ghosts that he helped Cyrus catch. He screams and runs out after seeing a few of the ghosts. And he's like, why the ever-loving fuck would you keep those in your house? He's <laughs> yeah. that wrong. Bobby, Kathy, and Maggie continue. They start to explore the whole place, um, getting giddy with each room. Uh, back at the library, Moss hands Arthur the papers when Dennis bursts in and tries to explain that what he's seen. Dennis is rambling and finally says it. I used to hunt ghosts with your uncle, okay? You know that? Ghosts? And then Revenants? Arthur says, He doesn't say ghosts. ghosts. Yeah, he's at like, first. Really, he's, he throws a bunch of wraiths, yeah. revenants. And he's like, I'll say it the easy way, ghosts. Why don't you start with that? It's ghosts. And he says, goats? He goes, no, God damn it, ghosts. <laughs> you know, those like pygmy goats in pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> Arthur laughs. Uh, no, the ones that faint when you startle them. Men <laughs> <laughs> that stare at them. Dennis gets quiet and serious and says, don't laugh at me. I'll explain everything, but get your family out of this house we need now. We go outside. We cut to Bobby and Maggie. They're running all around to the kids' rooms, and doors and walls start to shift. Maggie finds a pair of the spectral glasses, too. Kathy finds a large woman's bedroom and is super excited, jumps and falls backwards onto the huge bed. Um, I don't know how many bedrooms are in this house, because when they were looking at pictures of the house, this was the bedroom and the bathroom that we saw before they ever went mm -hmm. to the house. And this is the only bedroom and bathroom that we see in the house. <laughs> well, probably because it's too expensive to do multiple bedrooms and bathrooms of this set. But she was like, this will be my room. I'm like, it's the only bedroom in the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're spending like a, house, a week here and then we're selling the fuck out of this. The house didn't <laughs> seem very big either. Yeah. Like, it didn't look like it was very big. But I don't know. It's hard to tell. There was a very extensive basement. Yeah. And, then, and there was a machine in the middle of it. There's a lot of so. small rooms with glass everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and corridors that don't lead anywhere. Uh, Moss says Dennis is crazy. He sees this all the time. Someone inherits money, and then all the crazies come out and swear that they're owed money. He's like, this dude has been harassing my office ever since Cyrus died. Dennis yells, "He owes me. He uh, Cyrus owed me a shitload of money. And get out of this house. And then he gets a flash and falls on his knees. Arthur tries to help him up, but Dennis keeps getting repeated flashes. Now he's getting Arthur's flashes. And then he starts seeing Arthur's wife being burned to death because he touches him. Apparently, if he touches you, he gets the flashes as well. While this is happening, Moss takes a pair of spectral glasses and heads out to the basement. He sees all the ghosts on the way and makes fun of them. And uh, he's obviously in on all of this. Uh, he enters a secret room. There's a, a suitcase on the ground filled with money. And when he pulls it up, it sets off one of the mechanisms. And he didn't notice that when he picked it up, like, piano yeah. pegs come like, up, come whatever. The solid yeah, the, like, pedals. Mm -hmm. 
solid walls now start sliding and shifting and clicking all around the house, uh, sealing the outside so that you can't leave. As Moss tries to leave, a large breasted ghost with razor cuts all over her body uh, exits her cell. The Moss backs up, and a pair of sliding glass doors close on him, slicing him in half long ways front and back. And does she have three nipples because one's cut in half? <laughs> no? No. Still only two. One and two halves. <laughs> I will say that, one, I was like, ooh, this is going to be a really gory movie. We'll see. And... Like, the visual effects on that were super creepy, and I was like, I don't want to look at this. Now, I have all the ghosts. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to tell you who they are when we get to them, or do you want sure. to Sure. All right, well, this one is the Angry Princess. Diana Newman was a beautiful but abused lady who lived in the later 1900s. She had plastic surgeries to alter her perceived flaws, and after a botched experiment that mutilated her eye, she brutally killed herself in a bathtub at the clinic. Mm. Her ghost often carries... A knife? Often carries blood. I think he means bloody knife, and is naked, use and uses the knife that she used to commit suicide on others. I would say I thought that she was beautiful, and I was curious about this actress. Had I seen her or anything else? And she doesn't even have a picture on IMDb. <laughs> I will say that those are the fakest looking titties I've seen I since Jason Triple X. Her face was really pretty, <laughs> and I was like, Elizabeth. "What else has she been in? <laughs> Nothing." <laughs> She might have been a porn actress. No, she wasn't. You checked? It, in the IMDb, it says that she was mistaken as a porn act. They thought that the actress who played this char- character was a porn actress, but there is a porn parody of this movie what? wherein there was an actress. <laughs> Let me look up that trivia so I can read it to you. Well, uh, Kathy is... <laughs> Kathy is playing around in her bathroom. Everybody's going home later? I gotta watch this. <laughs> After Edward Penis Hands, this is the story of the watch. So Shanna, Shanna, oh, the core. Shauna Lawyer, a, the, the actress's name is Shauna, attracted a small cult following thanks to her brief role as the Angry Princess. A rumor circulated that the role was actually played by porn actress Aria Giovanni using a pseudonym, but this is incorrect. Miss Giovanni was an adult pa- was in an adult parody titled "The Thirteen Erotic Ghosts." Oh. In 2002. <laughs> Why not thirteen hoes? Oh my god! Thirteen so. erotic ghosts. Yeah. I bet so that's a winner. Oh wow! So, Kat- <laughs> so Kathy's playing around in her bedroom when the angry princess watches her in the mirror as as Kathy plays with her hair for thirty minutes. You she definitely could have cut a minute of this. Little hair in front of your ears for like twenty minutes, yeah. and, then, <laughs> and then she opens the shower curtain, and we see the ghost in the bathtub, right? So yeah. she opens the shower curtain, but she can't see the ghost. Yeah. And then she turns on the faucet on the bathtub and just splashes water on her face as if she's having sex. <laughs> it's so just like, oh, like, like three touch me, Jim. Times. Here. How okay. many times are we doing this? You were just at the sink. <laughs> and now you're splashing water on your face at the bath. Are you taking a bath? Like, wh- and what is she doing? Yeah. What is she doing? They basically go, we needed her. We need her to hang out in this bathroom. But we don't want her to use the bathroom. So what is she going to do for 20 minutes in this bathroom? What do girls do? Oh, they play with their hair. And they, they splash water in their face. And, and apparently no, no girl writers in this movie. Because they're like, <laughs> yeah, that's what girls do. And Shannon Elizabeth, who's in the scene, she didn't know why. Clutch her eyebrows yeah. and I would have believed it. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled out a compact out of 
out of her purse, checked her lipstick, yeah. apply a little more blush, something. Literally anything. Taking her hair out of that water. ponytail, redid it. Yeah. Something. Yep. Adjusted her boobs in her bra. <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> I mean, at least that would be realistic. She could have done the exact same thing she did in American Pie. Or Jack Frost. She could have done the exact same thing she did. I thought that's what she was going to do, was take a bath. And I said, Tony, are we going to watch her die in the tub again? <laughs> no. No parents. But no, her dad comes in and is like, what are you doing? That's my question. <laughs> Me and Arthur are on the same page. So once uh, Arthur bursts in the door, it's, it's kind of timed to where the princess would have stabbed her with a knife, but she pulls out of the tub and leaves with her father. She asks, he asks her, where's Bobby? And she goes, oh, she's with Maggie. But Maggie walks up behind him and goes, uh, like, hello. Not with me. I lost him. She said the glass room starts shifting, so they were separated. Bobby's sliding around on his scooter all through the house as it's shifting again. Um, he has on some of the glasses, so he can see different ghosts. And he sees the firstborn. And the firstborn tells him to come downstairs and play with him. It will be fun. Where's the firstborn? He's getting conflicting messages because some of them are saying, don't come down here. And some of them are saying, yes, come down here and play with us. The firstborn son is the ghost of a little bratty boy named Billy Michaels who loved to pretend to be a cowboy. One day, another little kid challenged Billy to a duel, but Billy's cap gun was no match for the boy's real steel-tipped arrow that Billy's ghost still carries in his forehead. Unlike most of the ghosts, this one's mild, a mild threat and never really attacks anyone, just says he wants to play. So, Arthur goes with Kathy. Well, having an arrow in your head really freaks him out. So. Yeah. I want to play. Mm-mm. How are you? Not my Pinto. <laughs> Not this boy's Pinto. Welcome Arthur back goes to, with, Welcome back to the podcast, Pintos. Arthur goes with Kathy and Maggie to the front door, tells them to wait in the car, and he's going to go get his son. But the door is blocked by the glass. Arthur's pissed, tries to smash it. Then it says, dude, it's not going to work. Dennis is sitting in a chair. And underneath his orange jumpsuit, he had on a sport jacket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, he was coming he in was style. Hot. But now he's just sitting well, in a chair. Hit the club after this. Chilling by the front door. And he's like, look, you can't get out. I already tried. He said they're soundproof and breakproof or whatever. Arthur seems uh, very upset by this. And um, he says... Dennis, you're going with to stay with us, and you're going to help me find my son. Dennis says, uh, no, but Bar- Arthur screams at him, and he agrees. They leave, and Maggie says, look, where did the lawyer go? Did he split? Get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we all got Okay, I just want to make sure. Bobby goes into the basement as a chamber or two down there open. Arthur, Maggie, and Kathy are all screaming for Bobby when Dennis says, stop. He can't hear you through this glass. I told you that. And Maggie asks, what is all this writing? Dennis says that it's a containment script that the ghosts can't pass through. Because there's rules. You can't feed them <laughs> after midnight. Everyone's a suspect. Don't have sex. Don't ever say, I'll be right back. <laughs> so Bobby's scooting around when he sees the bound woman. She scares him and he hauls ass around the corner, but then eats shit and finds the torso. The bound woman is Susan Legros, the richest girl in town, and was very popular. Her one flaw was the way she toyed with boys and men. During her senior prom night, she was killed by a jilted ex named Chet Walters. 
why is his name in it? Uh, star quarterback after he caught cheating with another guy. The guy's name's Chet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her ghost lures Bobby into... It's a Cuban missile, Chet. Oh, mm-hmm. we won't get to that as a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who was the other one? The torso? Mm-hmm. The torso... Wasn't that the Gambino guy? Jimmy the Gambler Gambino was a gambler in the 1900s who caught the attention of the Mafia. After he lost a boxing bet and didn't have the money to pay up, the Mafia cut him into pieces and wrapped him in cellophane during the remain, dumping the remains into the ocean. So this... The cellophane in the 1900s? The torso, <laughs> the visual effects were... Uh, they got a a quadruple amputee to wow. play the part of the torso, and he wore a black bag over his head or or mask so that they could CGI his head out. Wow! So that torso is practical effects. It's pretty scary. Probably I think for the ghosts kid. were done well in this movie. <clears throat> And the torso is one of them. I, I thought <laughs> that was good. The angry princess has a nice ass. Real dude. <laughs> yeah. Dennis explains to the family how the, gl- the glasses work. Arthur heads to the basement to look for his son. And I'm Dennis- still not sure how the glasses work. Like they're- yeah. well, Tony was-, was like, why doesn't the billionaire dude just sell these glasses so everybody can see ghosts? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see ghosts. <laughs> I don't want to see ghosts. Don't look over your shoulder. There's a whole lot of people, though, that go on ghost hunts and... Yeah. You could make would spend a lot of money on and people who would just buy them just because they thought as a joke for their friends and then put them on and find out that their aunt Margaret has been watching them shower. <laughs> I don't want these glasses. <laughs> I'm with you. I don't want them either. There's but. so many ghosts roaming around that there's just no room for anything. You're constantly walking through ghosts. Mm-hmm. Dennis uh, yells at mm. Arthur not to go down to the basement. Arthur says, "Why?" He says, "Because there's fucking ghosts down there." And he goes, "But you said they're all locked up." So, Dennis starts to leave. Arthur says, fine, he'll pay Dennis whatever Cyrus was supposed to pay him if he'll help him find his son. That's all he cares about is finding his son. Dennis pauses and then says, fuck it, and goes with him. Bobby's on the ground. His glasses are off, and his tape recorder that he carries with him is still recording. He keeps hearing voices. One says he wants to play with him. One says, come deeper into the basement. And then another one tells him to get out of the basement and go upstairs and find your father. He puts on the glasses and sees a woman half-burned walking with an IV. She tells him to go, go upstairs. It's his mother. He turns around and sees Cyrus. Oh, I thought, that's weird. <laughs> Cyrus punches the glass and the boy runs away. Now they split up uh, into two teams. Dennis uh, protests, but they do it anyway. Maggie and Dennis go one way. Kathy and Arthur go the other way. Once deeper inside, Dennis explains that they will always—they're always surrounded by ghosts, and but almost all of them are nothing to worry about. It's the ones in here are dangerous, and he shows uh, glasses to him. <clears throat> then we see the hammer. The hammer. Discount pinhead. Discount pinhead is a happy and honest man and a blacksmith. George Markelay was falsely accused of stealing a higher-up named Nathan and threatening with exile from their old western town. George refused to leave, and his family was lynched by Nathan and a band of thugs while walking home from the town market one day. Seeking justice, 
Oops. Seeking justice in the corrupt town, George took his blacksmith hammers and killed those responsible. But the town folk claimed, chained him to a tree and drove railroad spikes into his body. His left hand was cut off and a hammer was crudely attached to it. His ghost... Well, that's a spoiler. But that's who he is. <laughs> his ghost has a spoiler. Yeah. So he punches the wall, uh, scaring her. Dennis puts on the glasses and also gets scared. And then he notices that some of the cells are open. He gets very upset by that. And he starts to see flashes of the hammer uh, smashing him all around the inside of the corridor. But then he flicks it off and runs away. Kathy and Arthur find his, gla- find his glasses and tape, uh, find Don- uh, Bobby's glasses and tape recorder. Arthur rewinds it, plays it back, and... Uh, it's just him screaming. Ah! Yeah. He hears Bobby terrifying. screaming, so he stops. Yeah. Well, he turns it off like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dennis is walking with Maggie, and he sees the Jackal's containment cell is open. He says, if the Jackal's, if the jackal's here, no offense, leave the kid. We need to run. The Jackal was born to a prostitute in 1887. Ryan Kuhn developed a sick appetite for women, women attacking and raping strays and prostitutes in the night. He voluntarily went to Borehamwood Institute for treatment to cure his problem, but the medical practices made him much worse, causing him to go completely insane after years of solitary confinement, having his head locked in a cage after breaking out of a straitjacket and developing a hatred of humanity. When the asylum burst into flames, he chose to stay behind and perish in the fire. That's it. He chose to stay behind and perish in the fire. Hmm. He's like, nah, bro, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, or they left him behind to perish in the fire. Sounds more likely. <laughs> Kathy and Arthur are walking. Arthur says, this is all dumb. I don't understand what all this is about. Ghosts aren't real. Kathy puts on the glasses, and the jackal grabs her and drags her down the hall. Then she's lifted in the air and starts to get sliced up. Arthur grabs her by the legs and tries to save her, but he can't. That's when Kalina uh, appears out of nowhere with special anti-ghost flares and saves her. Are they anti-ghost flares or just flares that well, happen to be ghosts that There's silver or something. There's silver nitrate or something in there. Yeah. Very vampire-esque. Yeah. <laughs> something in there keeps them back, much like the spells. Maggie and Dennis bomb, uh, bump into the firstborn, but he doesn't seem to really interact with them. And they run. Uh, they run around the corner, and Maggie's attacked by an angry princess. Dennis saves her by telling her to move since he has the glasses. He tells her which way the duck can slide so she's not stabbed. Kalina, Kathy, and Arthur regroup. She explains that she fought against Cyrus to try and free the spirits. He doesn't believe, but he, does, he still doesn't believe all this crap. And it's st- still somehow, uh, so they give him the glasses, and he's stunned. Kalina says she snuck in the house as it was shifting, but they can't go out the way that she came because the walls are all closed off now. Um, Kalina opens a book. <clears throat> Inside are ancient schematics of this whole house and its central machine. Apparently the author was possessed by the devil when he wrote it, and Cyrus built the thing using his vast fortune. See, by the devil. This is why he's... No, the guy who wrote the book is possessed <clears throat> by the devil, but that doesn't mean that Cyrus is possessed, possessed right. by the devil. But it is proof he squandered their fortune. <laughs> also, why is what is so special about today that both Dennis and Kalina are in the house at the same time? 
I wish there was some well, kind of like explanation. The thirteenth situation. I, I wish there was All some. The moons have aligned or something. You know. I wish there was some kind of something that kind of explained how they both. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the planets. Are I don't know. It's just so coincidental, and I know it's not important for the plot, but it bothers me nonetheless. I wish they had put in a little bit of something. It's the seventh day of the seventh sun yeah. of the seventh. <laughs> <clears throat> So Arthur says, fuck all this. He just wants his kids. They're leaving. Kalina says that she's here to free the spirits, and she'll only help him if he helps her. But why would you want these spirits to go free? They all seem like horrible murderers. Yeah. It's then that he, they all notice Kathy's gone. Maggie and Dennis get separated in the shifting of rooms of the house. Dennis starts getting attacked by the torn prince. What should I tell you that one? His name's the, Todd Wilkinson. No. Royce Clayton. I was close. Was a gifted and famous teenage baseball player in the 1940s and 50s who caught the eye of colleagues around the USA. Thanks to his, thanks to his challenger, a greaser who set him up, Royce died in an accident caused by cut brake lines. His remains hmm. are still buried at the baseball diamond. He carries a baseball bat around. A Louisville slugger. <clears throat> Interesting. 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 A greaser cut his his brake lines. You know what that makes me want to watch? Trouble without a cause. No. Uh, the Heavenly Kid. No. Uh, Grease. No. And uh, we're, we're all out of heaven. No. Ooh, good one. Crybaby. Thor Ragnarok. Crybaby. No. Crybaby. No, we should watch though. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, you know we're in Christmas season now, so that hurt. <laughs> but we're not. We're gonna watch ups and downs. No, no, we're going to watch Lethal Weapon 2. Okay. Because, why not? Or how about Predator? Ooh, Predator, good one. So now Maggie uses the glasses to help Dennis get away from the torn prince because he tells him where he's swinging the bat. Sorry. <laughs> Selena, uh, Kalina says the safest place is the library. They need to get everyone and go it there. It has the strongest spells. Because no, it's completely surrounded by spells. Maggie and Dennis bump you into... You shall not pass! <laughs> Maggie and Dennis bump into the dire mother, which is Margaret Shelburne, Harold's mother, was a shy little lady standing three feet tall. She never could stand up for herself. At a freak show where she lived, she was raped by the tall man, another circus freak, and gave birth to her illegitimate son, Harold, whom she loved more than life itself. She smothered and spoiled him from infancy and never stopped as he grew. This is the main reason for Harold's mental handicap. The two were abused to the point where Harold killed almost the entire circus after Margaret died. As ghosts, they remained together. Harold is very protective of her. Okay. I don't know why they need to be portrayed as if she was force-feeding him peas. <laughs> yeah, forever. It looks like he did throw peas on his chest. It looked a little bit... Yeah, like why? He looked like know. a giant baby covered in peas. <laughs> It looked like one of those, like, my 500-pound life situations yeah. where yeah. she just keeps feeding him. <laughs> Maggie and Dennis turn a corner and bump into Arthur and Kalina, and they all haul ass to the library. <laughs> it made me think of Gluttony from Seven, Seven, but I don't ever want to think about that, so thanks. <laughs> no problem. It's what I'm here for. Seven. We should know. <laughs> next, next Halloween. Dennis asks Arthur, where are Bobby and Kathy? He says they lost him. He says, how do you lose a whole family in a glass house? He gets pissed, and um, but at this time, he's attacked by the jackal, 
and he gets his back all shredded before Dennis throws Kalina's silver flare at him, dispersing it. Thank God for the jackal, because Arthur was about to kill him. Yeah, starts mm-hmm. beating him. Now the pilgrimess chases them afterwards, but they make it inside the library and close it off before she can get to him. Pilgrimus is Isabella Smith, came to North America as a colonist in order to find a new life after being orphaned in England. The tight-knit community ostracized and ignored her, using her as a scapegoat, being accused of witchcraft when crops and animals mysteriously died. She denied such accusations, but she was trapped in a burning barn, managed to escape unharmed. That sealed her fate, and she died of starvation after being condemned to the pillory that she carries with her as a ghost. All right, so do do do. Kalina and Dennis fight inside the library. She says this is all his fault. He helped catch the damn ghosts. Dennis says no. Cyrus is the only person that believed in him and helped him. If he's near anything dead, he goes into seizures. And if he touches anyone, all the bad stuff that ever happened to them flashes into his head. Cyrus is the only friend that he ever had. Kalina says no. You didn't. She says well, you didn't tell Arthur the truth. And he's like, oh, hell no, I didn't. And don't tell him now. Apparently, the big thing is that the fourth ghost they caught was Arthur's wife. Arthur breaks down from this and then starts to punch Dennis in the face. Like you would. Kalina explains the house is a machine. It needs 12 ghosts to power it. The Oculus Infernum, the Eye of Hell. It can see anything, the future, the past, um, anything you want to know. Dennis says, wait. I thought there were supposed to be 13 ghosts. Isn't that right? Clean says, no, the 13th ghost is a fail-safe. If a broken person sacrificed themselves to the machine, it'll stop. Dennis so says... So did you read the Zodiac thing for the wife? No, the jilted lover. I mean, we know who she is, but I can yeah. read it. But she seems to be the only non-violent... Her and that little boy with the arrow in his head. Yeah. Well, that was pretty violent. He got shot Which, in the head. It seemed like they were trying to find ghosts that fit the dark zodiac, whatever it was. Yeah. So, but what is... Hers is Jean Christkos was a happy and devoted wife and mother. She died as a result of fire injuries at fire injuries at St. Luke's Hospital half a year before the events of the film. She's, oh, most, she's mostly not dangerous. Uh, it... The reason I wanted you to see if there was anything more in her mm-hmm. Zodiac card is because for pretty much the whole movie, I thought she found her kids and was the one that kept them safe. Right. And then it turns out that... <laughs> she was trying to keep them faith, safe. But if the ghost... But you would think that after all the ghosts were released, she would just immediately go to her kids and try to keep them safe or go find her husband... She knows they're in the house. Yeah. See, so are, I thought she was going to be working against all the other ghosts and trying part. to help. See, these are all good ideas. <laughs> I also thought... Not many of those in the I also thought that she... I didn't realize she was one of the 13 ghosts. I thought the son was just psychic and she was helping him you from beyond... The shine? Well, oh! thought he had to shine and she was trying to help him from beyond the grave and avoid like, the scary ghost but she turned out to be a ghost which didn't make sense because I thought they were all scary I know <laughs> I thought I thought Bobby had to shine Blaine's like can Tony pick a movie where some kid isn't psychic in it yes right. apparently can we all pick a movie without some steam <laughs> no actually my last movie didn't have any steam I'm pretty sure Conan had some mm. steam yeah he did yeah like this 
Um, what, was his, what was his name? The bad guy? The, uh, the Stole the Doom? He definitely was stealing steam. <laughs> he was stealing something. Sticking to snakes and stuff. So, Kalina says Dennis... All men do that. Monster. I don't get it. Kalina says Dennis has to jump into the eye to save them all. Maggie... Uh, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And I thought, well, the mom is there helping, so there's going to be a way around it. <laughs> and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that he just jumps into the machine? I mean, maybe sacrifice, like, ceremoniously killing himself as so his ghost's energy can stop the thing. But they're like, you have to jump into it. And I'm like, wait, what? What? Well, Maggie ain't hearing this. She's stuck in a house well, with all Matthew you crazy-ass white people. like, this doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense. Yeah, I don't know why this Maggie character is in this movie at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know why she got to bring up that they're white. Hi, here's the thing. She... The Maggie character does not hold up. <laughs> <laughs> She's a very stereotypical, sassy black lady. <laughs> and it just didn't and seem like she needs to be in here at all. And uncomfortable. <laughs> it's so strange. Like the back of a Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. Kalina says that the last ghost is about to be released, so they have to do something. Dennis asks if there's another way. Kalina says, well, she doesn't know, but she does have one idea, and she dumps out our duffel bag full of explosives. Arthur just says, Arthur says he just wants to save his kids. Dennis feels bad and says, okay, he wants to go one last time with Arthur to try and find the kids. Arthur agrees but tells Kalina that, look, no matter what happens, you need to blow this whole place up if they don't come back. Arthur and Dennis remove one of the panes of rune-encrusted glass, the plates, and carry it around like a large shield, while Kalina and Maggie go for the, the machine's heart, the gyroscopic thing mm-hmm. in the middle. <clears throat> Maggie and Kalina find the remains of the... What is that? Da, 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 da. The Codex Giga? Oh, they find the remains of the lawyer. Mm. That was like lounger. But the remains of the lawyer and keep moving. Like, oh, there he is. He's way over there, too. Yeah, I might want to grab that bag money. of money. I was surprised nobody grabbed any of that money. By I was the way. hoping they would. That would At the up. end, I was like, at least walk through and find the money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dennis and Arthur uh, cross paths with the Torn Prince, but he can't beat through the glass with his baseball bat. <clears throat> Maggie's standing guard of a Kalina when Cyrus walks in. Maggie sticks the flare up up towards his face to keep him away but he just keeps walking she screams for Kalina Kalina turns around and hits Maggie in the face with the large leather tome she's been working for him the whole time alright this machine the swerve this machine that's in this house it really reminded me of the mechanical like the visual effect of it is so much like the mechanics in uh, Snowpiercer oh yeah <laughs> it was really the, you see really Snowpiercer? yes when did you wow. see Snowpiercer? When it first came to Netflix. I like that movie. I will never watch it again. Yeah, if I had known I what I was watching, <laughs> I would not have watched that. that Let was me tell Charlie you. from uh, Charlie the Chocolate Factory. He grew up. What? In Snowpiercer. In Fan Theory. Oh, oh. I was like, it was Captain America. <laughs> was like, it's Captain America, <laughs> no, it which is why I watched it. And then I was like, oh my God, why did I watch this? No, no the character's supposed to be Charlie. Oh, I got you. That was a cool movie. You know what I hate? I hate that I know what babies taste like. Remember when he says that? Yes. Okay, the hammer comes <laughs> down the hall. Carly wasn't ready for that. <laughs> yeah, don't watch that movie. Huh. I wasn't, you know what I wasn't ready for? Recommending that my family watch 
Doctor Sleep and then having to tell them that it's a good movie, but you are going to watch children get tortured. (laughs) Because you kind of forget about that as you watch the movie because you're kind of like, oh, it's just, it's just. uh, And then you said that and it made me think about it. It's just Obi-Wan versus these, these. steam vampires and they're like yeah you should i've done that to a few people like dude you should check it out it's pretty good it's kind of long it's really cool you'll like it oh that's right they killed children (laughs) because Uh, that scene is so upsetting you know what maybe not maybe don't watch that you just had a kid let's just skip past that go watch uh snowpiercer (laughs) watch the shining first well that's what they were all saying they like the shining so much and i'm like oh well you haven't seen the sequel to the shining yeah. Carly has seen a movie they didn't see. This is exciting. And I was like, oh, but then, then you do have to watch children get eaten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't get Not eaten, eaten, but tortured yeah. so that the steam is more pure. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. So, and they're all like, no, we're not watching that. You should have told them. You should have just let them watch it. So now the hammer comes down like, the hall. We need to talk. Dennis pushes the glass against Arthur in a corner to save him. He tries to lead the hammer away, um, but the last of the glyphs line up and unlocks the final cell, the breaker. Let me see, breaker. which is also... Jim the Juggernaut, bitch. bitch. There you go. It's fun to say it. Come on. Yeah. The Juggernaut is Horace Breaker Mahoney. Horace Breaker Mahoney. Horace Breaker Mahoney. Like Horace the eye of... Like Horace, like the eye of... No, I like... And actually, it's Horace from Monster Squad. <laughs> <laughs> My um, name... Is Horace. <laughs> he was born very disfigured and was an outcast his entire life. His mother abandoned him at, his tender, at a tender age, and his dad put him to work in a junkyard, using his unusual strength to crush cars. After his dad died, Horace went insane. He would take motorists and hitchhikers, tear them apart with his bare hands, and feed their remains to dogs. After several, dogs. After several of these murders, he was arrested. A SWAT team shot and killed him when he broke free of his handcuffs. As a ghost, he remains at the junkyard with his body riddled with bullet holes, and he kills any intruders. You know, if you die, it'll be a week before your dog eats you, but your cat will start eating you within 12 hours. 12 hours? I'd give it six. Tony's like, I don't know, we are cats big and act like yeah. they're starving. Like, how I hungry were those dogs if they were I've, eating people? I think I've caught them check me, checking me while I take a nap sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. Call it off, guys. Good thing you have a dog to protect you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> think about how many times you were sleeping the dog on the couch. Like, Is the he going to be like, warm for a while <laughs> still? Because so I'm they all so have right here. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we should kill him. I think we should kill him. And your dog is like, don't you do it. Dennis uh, gets pounded by hammer, but then the break, uh, the juggernaut rushes him. <laughs> and, and he's so Dennis. distracted by the juggernaut that he just gets yeah, killed. Up, beaten picks him up. by a hammer and then killed by the Picks juggernaut. him up and smashes his back against the corner. It of, breaks his spine. Breaks him. I mean, I'm not a big fan of him, but I enjoyed this. <laughs> <laughs> Kalina tells Cyrus that Arthur will only sacrifice himself if he thinks it will save the kids from danger. Cyrus says, okay, good. Put them in danger then. Kalina says, well, they're children. Cyrus doesn't care. He just wants the power. He's like, with power comes sacrifice. So hurt the children. This Come is on. like his lady love. Yeah, is it? I don't 
don't know. I don't know. Well, it's he faked his... It's kind of like a she, Harley Quinn she, situation. She's going to be hard-pressed to say so the same about him. So she helped him fake his Doesn't death. Doesn't leave her feeling kind of flat. And kill the other guy so that they could steal his spells. And obviously he let her in the house because he knew that there's it, Arthur was being lured in here tonight. So Cyrus starts the last part of the spell by playing a pre-recorded Latin, Latin spells over the intercom, and one by one, all of the ghosts disappear. Arthur's wife shows up to see him, and then she disappears um, as he starts to sob. Yes. I was going to say, it seemed like these spells were the same thing. Like, he played a recording to get the breaker in the box in the, box in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's... And he... And the Kalinda said something about all the ghosts are lured to the machine. So it seems like this spell just calls the ghosts, maybe. It's well, luring. Because the wife definitely wouldn't go if you she didn't You know what I'm saying in Latin? Our father who are in heaven. One, cut a hole in the box. <laughs> Two, put a ghost, put in, a that ghost in that box. <laughs> Three, make an open the box. And that's the way you do it. That's a prick in a box? It's a ghost <laughs> in a box. So Cyrus leads <laughs> Kalina into a small room and then uh, steps away from her really quick, allowing her to get crushed by the collapsing walls. Inside the room with the ruins on the floor, Arthur's... It was cold-blooded. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, get the book. And she's like, but... And she still has the book. As far as I can tell, he doesn't take the book. <laughs> no, he did that just to slow her down. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, I told you, sacrifice. And she just... <laughs> um... Inside the room, with all the runes on the floor, uh, Arthur's kids rise up from the center and are surrounded by spinning rings, like in a gyroscopic thing that will chop you up if you touch them. They're screaming for help. Arthur sees Cyrus come down the hall. But you know what it is? It's like the thing on the top of the Statue of Liberty in the first X-Men movie. <laughs> it is. The Magneto, the mutant yeah, machine. that's what it looks like, those spinning rings. I was rings. thinking of that, and then I was thinking of that, that thing that Flash Gordon had to fight on that was spinning yes. around. Yes. <laughs> You know what would make this movie better? Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon ending. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not Oz. He's America. Yeah. He's America. He's not America. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. Tony ruined that forever. Thank you. It's like it's like Tiny Dancer. Yeah, it's Tony Dancer, right? Yeah, sure. Hold me closer, Can't let your boobs. Tony Dancer. Let up like a douche and let her run the night. <laughs> so Cyrus comes down the hall. Um, Arthur attacks Cyrus... And uh, taking spectral glasses off, he sees he's alive. But Cyrus comes back. He like counts the ghosts, and he's like, "Okay, wait a minute." <laughs> so I have to be the thirteenth ghost. But that dead dude is right there. So can he? Inside, and, Cy- and Cyrus has a <laughs> fake um, cut. cut on his throat to make it look like he's. So he takes the glasses and takes them off. He's like, "I can still see you." Yeah. Yeah. It starts, I can hit you're you. not a ghost. He starts attacking him, but Cyrus eventually beats him up, and uh, he got beat by an old man with a cane. He says that he has that um, Arthur has to kill himself and become the thirteenth ghost. But so before Cyrus can make Arthur kill himself, Maggie wakes up and starts to mess with the machine control power. No, oh, what she okay? So this woman that plays the character of Maggie mm-hmm. is a rapper okay. who I was read her IMDb because I was curious. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, has she, she done anything we know? Um, she apparently was a quite famous MC, hmm. and um, oh god, I noticed that she had a rapper name, but I yes. did not look beyond that. But I had, was, I don't remember. I <clears throat> had looked at her, but now I, it kind of fell out of my brain. The rappers that she had worked with, Ra Digga is her 
rapper name. She's okay. okay. What does it That's say? What she's built like in this movie. She's Maggie, played by she, Ma Digger. <laughs> she brought the attention of a tribe called Quest Q-Tip, Ooh. who introduced her to Busta Rhymes, who brought her on Busta board Busta. as the only female member of his Flip Mode squad. Flip Mode is the so squad. She's worked with the Fugees Ooh. and on several Busta projects. She worked with Genesis and um, all kinds house. of stuff. No, yeah. <laughs> maybe I don't know. It's got a whole fucking list of it. And she was on Mad TV. Excuse me, Mad TV mm-hmm. as a guest star a couple times. But whatever. So what she does is she doesn't mess with the machine. She like scratches. She makes like those DJ scratchy <laughs> noises, and then she which had to have been levers. But it sounds like she's scratching a record, which had to have been a nod to the fact that she was an MC, Probably. which is yeah. dumb. Why is this in here? Yeah. So it fucks up the spell, freeing all the other twelve ghosts, and breaks, and then starts to break the uh, gyroscopic heart of this whole machine. Yes, it's a very complex gear system here, and even a small wrench will gum up these works. The 12 ghosts snatch up Cyrus and throw him into the machine, and he is eviscerated. Arthur sees Dennis' ghost uh, appear, and he says he can still save his kids. Arthur takes a deep breath and jumps because there's this timing thing where it stops every, like, five seconds. Like, the gyroscopes, they're part of the floor, and they like spin, 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 and then they all collapse, and then everything's flat for a second. So he has to time it just right, as if he was going through a tunnel filled with flame, jets of flame. <laughs> sure. Why is this even here? Or because it was in an episode. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I thought this is the weird thing. So when when Dennis says you could still save him, you just have to try. I thought he meant kill yourself and stop the machine. Oh. I thought he meant, we talked about he's a math teacher. We talked about how he could figure out some of the Latin. I thought he meant, use your brain and figure some shit out. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, he just jumped. I I really kept expecting some of the math to come up. (laughs) I jumped. I don't know. Why was he a math teacher if he wasn't going to use any math? (laughs) (laughs) He could have made boats for all we care. So anyway, he times it right, jumps in, and he's he fine. Can, what is it? No, he's not fine. He manages to get to the kids, and he hugs them and in. says, it's going to be again. okay, and then the fucking house around, explodes. And he just, jump like, up, up holds them while the whole house explodes. Yeah. But Arthur and his family are, are safe. The ghosts all leave. I said, please don't tell me that that nanny survived the machine exploding right next to her. Oh, guess what? <laughs> she did, and she quits. Dennis sees that the family's uh, safe, smiles, and disappears. Yeah, all these evil ghosts go free. What? Sequel. What? Sequel. I mean, they wanted to be free. They have been trapped in this house, so it makes sense. Yes, that they but they were leave. murdering ghosts. They should be... <laughs> Sequel. I guess they're going to go back to where it is that they like to be to do their murders. <laughs> killed 40 it's people. A win-win. At least, no, that was before that team tried to capture 31. him when he killed... Probably 11 more. Yeah, there were a lot of people dying in that scene. He killed nine people, but there's 40 bodies here. And then he killed... Like, at least 11 more. 11. But then the mom shows up one last time, and she's not all gory anymore. She's normal looking. 
Which she if they I guess can, she's about to walk into heaven. <laughs> so what? So they have to choose to look gory? I don't know. I don't want. If I'm discount Stop pinhead, pulling at these threads. <laughs> if I'm discount pinhead, I'm just going to appear like a normal dude. Well, that makes sense. I mean, she it says seems she like that them. moment in the Ghost Whisperer where they actually cross I over. <laughs> Side tangent, and they're just like, we got to work this out. I'm trying it, to figure it out. It's pointless to where we're going, but. So she says she loves them and goodbye. Mm-hmm. Maggie goes off for a little while saying that this is not what she was signed up for and she quits. The end. Which I expect. What was it that. Um, Ella, what was it? Use the words. movie with. Um, didn't we do a movie with Ice Cube in it where he said. Yes, Anaconda. Where he tells Jennifer Lopez, I'm going back to Compton. <laughs> I expected her to make some kind of because like something about that. Everything she said was something like that. Yes, I, <laughs> and it's, to the point where it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> I really expected her to have some line when she quit saying something about going back to the ghetto or the projects or something. Which why she I got really, her from the ghetto or part of the projects? Can't she be she because from it Bel-Air? seems like that's what they did for this character. Yeah, she I don't know from Bel Air. You don't know. But that's the character that she was portraying, that they wrote this character as. So I expected that, and I was actually surprised that she didn't say something like that. She was born in West Philadelphia, okay? <laughs> she used to hang out with I don't know. Born and raised. I don't know if it was just how this was written or if this is her acting been. chops, but this was fight. fucking terrible and did yeah. nothing for scared. her. It didn't do anything for the movie or for her. I mean, maybe you know, this was a they paid they me seventy thousand dollars to Bel-Air put out to be a kangaroo. Yeah, maybe. You saw that? It's like. It was like 50 bucks a night. But yeah. she's better yeah, than this, ridiculous. and I don't even know anything about and I don't know her. I want to go. But <laughs> <laughs> so, Carly, go ahead. All right. My favorite character. God damn it, it's Matthew Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> really? Your favorite character is Matthew Lillard? Yeah. I don't think favorite means what you think it means. <laughs> I went with Rafkin. I didn't, How about your least favorite character? Thing, I didn't really like any character in this movie. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was tough to pick a favorite. It was also tough to, tough to pick a least favorite. Not for me. Because I, I went with Cyrus, but I didn't, I, I, I didn't like any of them. <laughs> least hated character. I went with Matthew Lillard as much as I hate to pick Matthew Lillard. My favorite line was this basement. Of course, this basement. What is it with you people? If it was the basement next door, I wouldn't give a shit, would I? That was my favorite line. Oh, sorry. That's right. I mean, there's a lot to pick up. There's more. I'll go with my backup. That was a lane steal suit. My favorite scene, I didn't write down. I'm going to write when they are up close (laughs) and personal with the ghosts because I thought the ghosts were done well. Mm Mm-hmm. And my favorite tertiary object was the piece of glass they use as a shield, as if they are Captain America. And I'm going to maybay this movie. I wanted to pick the opening scene as my favorite scene, but the opening scene sets up a very different movie. (laughs) I always wondered if this was a (laughs) post-apocalyptic movie. With the weird slickers and the and all the broken cars, it but no, a very different movie. And I told Tony that, and that's when he said, "I want to see the prequel to this movie yeah. when they capture all the ghosts." Yeah, I would much rather that's watch what that. You, 
that's what it seems like you're getting into. And then you just go right into this weird, creepy house that they're so excited about for who knows why, because this house is creepy. <laughs> but Blame. anyway. Right. My favorite character is the house. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good choice. <laughs> it's fucking cool. <laughs> Of the thought, giant machine like, the and the house not be a tertiary object. Uh-huh. It's more like a character, but it didn't occur to me to pick it as a favorite character. <laughs> it's well the walls move. There's this giant mechanism. It also made me kind of want. Jack Black did this like family movie called The House with the Clock in Its mm-hmm. Walls, oh, and I never saw it, and I always kind of did. And this made reminded me of that, and I kind of want to see that, that again. I didn't see that. We no, we did that. not. We saw Goosebumps. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, and me and the kids like that movie. Um, Goosebumps, the one with the scarecrow. The scarecrow, the kid was running through the cornfield and he gets the baseball player and he gets killed and the scarecrow goes after him. Is that or is that scary things to tell in the dark? That's scary things to tell oh, okay. in the dark. The, the Goosebumps movie isn't scary. Okay, it's it's kind of fun as a family film, but uh, anyways, my least favorite character is Arthur Tony Shalhoub. Um, I I'm not a huge Tony Shalhoub. I'm I'm not a stan. I'm not a fan. I mean, he's fine, but he's. And he's a good actor, and he is not a good actor in this. <laughs> good actor. Say it like he's that. not a very good parrot. My name is Trevor, it. and I'm an actor. Watch Iron Man three. He's, I. I think we should. I was like it's his acting movie. in this movie when Iron Matthew. Movie. Yeah. When Matthew Lillard is yeah, out acting, you that's bad. <laughs> this upset me how bad his acting was. Um, my favorite line. What said is, can I count on you not to get me killed? And Matthew Lillard goes, I guarantee nothing. Because it's a good one. That was not my... My favorite scene is the family to fire montage. Oh, that was pretty well done. I really liked that scene where it starts their happy family and he's sitting in that chair and then it kind of rotates and you just see the fire. Like, I just really liked how that was shot. And my favorite tertiary object is the high-backed chair he's sitting in. Oh, that like With wraps the around. absurdly high back. <laughs> <laughs> I do like a high-backed chair. That would be cooler. High-backed couch. Like, really high. Though. Let me like just tell stats. you. Like and to sum up my thoughts, mm-hmm. I don't know how such a beautifully shot movie could be so fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> the house is cool. The ghosts are well done. And... It had violence and gore. Like, some of the violence and gore was really good. I wish that there would have been... There need to be more deaths, I think, so that it was a little bit scarier. Yeah, they didn't really want to kill off any of the characters but in you the get, house. You get but the death of the lawyer. The death wrong. of the lawyer is so just gory and gross, and they should have kept going mm. with that, that yeah. and making it scary and creepier, but they didn't, and it's boring. It's really, really boring, and I give it an A. Well, the other problem is, is all the cool stuff happens before, and like at the end end of the movie, at the, or after it. So it's like pretty much the whole middle. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. watched the boring part of the whole story. But the story. creep, like, but the house that's the maze, releasing the ghosts, yeah. very much AVP kind of a thing. <laughs> but that's it is like it, finding Moles' DVD. Collection. But it could be scary and creepy, <laughs> and there could have been a bunch of them dying and stuff like that, and they could be coming across the bodies. But like they come across the lawyer. And they just, it doesn't even register how upsetting that is. Like, this could That's be a true. scary movie. All right, all right, got it. It's boring. Good it's boring. Okay, my favorite character mm-hmm. is Tony Shalhoub. 
Interesting. Lack of options. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too late to change to the house. Yeah. Or that lawyer. My least favorite mm. character, Matthew Lillard. Why? <laughs> because he's Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Um, my favorite scene, I was having a hard time picking one. I was going to pick um, Shannon Elizabeth in the bathroom just to match all of you twitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I decided to go when the lawyer splits. Because mm-hmm. that was like, oh, this is going to get good. And it that was work. really well shot, like, too. That mm-hmm. looked yeah. like the movie was about to pick up. Like, I didn't expect him to come mm-hmm. in half like that. It was a great stop. Um, where am I now? My favorite line mm-hmm. is, um, well, one that Carly had. My backup is, ghosts, none of this is in the job description. I quit. Mm-hmm. Sassy black girl. And, oh, my favorite tertiary object is the Highlander sword in the mm-hmm. background that we already talked about. Yeah. And I'm going to nay this, too, because it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> like, when the lawyer split, I was like, all right, movie's going to start picking up. It's going to be pretty good. Things, but No. It started no. strong. Yeah. No, it just it got boring. <laughs> like, I still wanted to take a nap. I'm like, I should just go to sleep. <laughs> there was a couple times I looked to see if you were like, awake. Yeah, let me check me twice. Like, are you awake? And I'm like, yeah, I'm awake. Fuck off. <laughs> I really want to take a nap. That junkyard yeah. scene was pretty high impact. And then it was like a raptor attack from Jurassic Park. (laughs) Yeah, and then yeah, up until then the lawyer died. You're like, oh shit, shit's happening in this movie. And then you're right, it does. It's just them running around. And like like the kids disappear. Yeah, the kids disappear, and they should have been killed. Everybody shitting on your movie. Either that, or the mom should have been protecting them and like fighting off the other ghosts. Yes. All right. (laughs) Tony, you go ahead. My favorite character was Dennis. Um, Really? While Matthew Lillard. (laughs) Is kind of our punching bag. I liked this character. It's just it they didn't get to do much with him. I like a character that he's kind of a weirdo because he can't touch anyone. And yeah. if he goes near anything dead, he gets flashes. Like, that's an interesting character. It's just they didn't really get to do much with him. He got screwed in superpower um, gifts. Yeah. Um, my least favorite character is Cyrus or Kalina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're both awful. My favorite line was the, you know, I helped your father. I helped your uncle catch ghosts. Goats? Not goats, ghosts. I just like that was funny as shit when I heard it. Um, my favorite scene is the opening scene. I thought that was really cool. And my favorite tertiary object is the samurai armor that mm-hmm. they have. Mm. I saw that and I was like, I want that. And Elaine's like, okay. Yeah. So we're going to get one. And I give it a, you know, I have to yay it. I give it a light recommend. It's It has a big following, but it's just, I don't know why. It's like, okay. There's a good movie here. They just didn't make it. Well, yeah. you know what? They didn't stop me from writing a movie script. All the right. amount of effort is stopping me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the only thing stopping me is me, and I'm okay with it. Carly. <laughs> All right. Please find us on Facebook.com slash The Underappreciated Movie Podcast, on Twitter at Unmovie Podcast, on Instagram at Unmovie Podcast. Also, you can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Check out our Facebook page. Happy uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you're enjoying your lockdown. Next time. On the podcast. Carly's the pick. pick. Yes. No, Carly. I hope she picked a movie because we did not it's ask her. It's my pick for Christmas. Happy uh-huh. Christmas. It's like December 3rd. <laughs> Ooh, did you pick a Hallmark Christmas movie? No. Oh, no. Me. I picked... The Santa Claus. <laughs> That's underappreciated. It doesn't matter, but yes, the Metacritic is below sixty percent. Uh, Fifty-seven, I think. But I'm allowed to pick whatever Christmas movie I want for Christmas. That the is Santa Claus. And I went with the Santa Claus this year. 
Okay. Better than Elf, which she had never seen, <laughs> and she seen doesn't this. like Will Ferrell, <laughs> so that was I a shocker out of nowhere. Of these. There's three of them. I almost picked The Last Holiday, but it wasn't free anywhere, and I haven't seen it, and I didn't want to pick it without watching which it. Which one is The Last Holiday? It's Queen Latifah and LL oh, Cool J. I, I have seen that. <laughs> we love that. I have cool seen that. It's not good. He's been in a yeah, few Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it, so I didn't want to pick it without well, seeing it. Well, his head is like a shark. That's what I hear. Yeah. And then I remembered this Deepest movie, Lewis. and I was like, oh, well, 